This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes. Until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental and more. Learn more at UH1.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Alright, Maris, how's it gone? Welcome back to the Blue Army Podcast. I am your host, Skelly, and this week for episode 22 of the Blue Army Podcast, we have a treat in store for you. We have one of the most hilarious interviews to date for the Blue Army Podcast. I am thrilled to announce our guest... On today's show is none other than Welsh Afro Gold Machine, Jason Price. Afro Gold Machine, Afro Afro Gold Machine, Afro Gold Machine, Afro Afro Gold Machine. I'm just trying to reignite some of that um, nostalgia in your hearts and your brains so you can try and remember who... Jason Price was. He didn't have the greatest of times at Carlisle United, made a total of 12 appearances, scoring four goals over one loan spell and one one-year deal at Brunton Park. He is one of the nicest men in football. He has to be. He was absolutely on the ball for this interview. He was hilarious. He was in great form. I'll be honest with you, I'll tell you a little story. Before the Zoom chat actually started, he sent me a message with just the word link and a question mark on it. So I thought, oh crap, I've not sent him the link somewhere that uh, I was supposed to send it to. And he's in a bit of a mood sending his one word messages. But by the time we jumped on the call, it was only a couple of minutes until Jason was clowning around um, on the first question. Uh, I'm going to have to release some of the video footage and put it on the YouTube for the Blue Army podcast on YouTube. Just type in the Blue Army podcast. I'll put up some video clips from this interview. Jason was in funny form. You'll hear me cracking up at certain parts and it's because Jason is acting the clown on the camera. And do you know what? Talking about acting the clown. What a phenomenal segue. I don't know how I come up with them. It's time for the Blue Army podcast. Joke of the week. Is he having a laugh? I think he's trying to. It's the, the Blue, 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 Blue Army Podcast. Joke Okay. Ever since we started quarantining, I've only been telling inside jokes. Okay, ever since we started quarantining, I've only been telling inside jokes. I get it? Because I've been stuck inside the whole time. 
hilarious, absolutely hilarious. In honour of Father's Day, which I believe is this weekend, the joke is extra dad joke feeling this week. Righty-ho! We're going to jump straight into our fantastic interview with Jason Price. Jason Price, welcome to the show. Thank you for giving us your time. And I cannot wait for you guys to find out what I have in store for you for the next sort of like two to three weeks. I will be having another conversation with Wills where we'll be talking about our new transfer, Tristan Abrahams, getting led. I hope he turns out to be a cracker of a player for us. Hopefully we'll have another transfer to talk about by that point. We're going to obviously talk about Zanzala and Farman leaving. We're going to do a little bit of a Euro special. Uh, By the time we sit down to record, I think England will be playing their last group game against the Czech Republic, either just before or just after we start recording. So we'll be able to talk about England and how they've been getting on at the Euros and the other teams at the Euros and... Uh, one uh, one of the many, many, many Carlisle, former Carlisle players that have found themselves at the Euros this year. You know, there's plenty of them out there and we will be hawkeyeing those guys and uh, probably naming a player of the tournament so far. And then we'll be back in another week or two when the tournament finishes to do a end of tournament sort of chat and review. So we've got that to look forward to and also something a bit original. I've got in contact with Liam Denwood over at Blue Army TV, which is a YouTube channel. And I have challenged him to a series of challenges. And the first challenge will be available for you guys, not only to hear here on the Blue Army podcast, but you will be able to watch it over on the Blue Army TV. What we are going to be doing for our first head-to-head challenge is... A special draft. Now, what do I mean by draft? I'm not an American. I don't understand these crazy terms of yours. Well, what I mean by a draft is what we're going to do is put a football team together. One for me, one for him, uh, taking turns, picking players. And we're going to play against each other with those football teams on Football Manager. Now, to make it a bit more interesting for you, the listener who are obviously interested in Carlisle United-centred content, the rules to the draft will be that players drafted to your team have to have played or trained with Carlisle United at some point or another and be included in the Football Manager 21 database. Okay, so we'll have the Versus Head-to-Head Series first ever episode challenge thing with Liam Denwood. I might get some kind of like boxing title or wrestling title or something for that. I think that'll be a lot of fun for us to fire over a little title that can go backwards and forwards. And of course, we're going to have a couple of Euros chats with Wills. And at the end of the month, I'm going to be sitting down with Derek Holmes again and asking him a lot of the questions that you guys have emailed into me. So if you do have a question for Homer, Derek Holmes... Please send it to the Blue Army Pod at gmail.com. One more time, that is the Blue Army Pod at gmail.com. Okay, and if you've got a question or a joke of the week, I would love to hear it and have it and ask it and tell it and all the adjectives. Is it adjectives? Is it adjectives? Yeah, it's doing words, right? Yeah. Yeah, these are all doing words. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. No? Yeah. I think so. Anyway, let's get on with the interview. All right, lovely stuff. Bye for now. Work, okay? Yeah, 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 just in the gym. Oh, beautiful. Okay, man. Okay. And um, as, 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 have you been able to do a couple of weeks of that since the old COVID shutdown? Yeah, yeah, yeah. As soon as it opened up, mate, I've been a gym more than I did when I played. Nice. <laughs> yeah, you uh, you told me a little bit earlier on that you playing football tonight, even. And um, I'm gonna dive into the uh, this sort of like interview a little bit um, in a couple of seconds. But you playing football still regularly, and you've said in past interviews that maybe you saw football as just a job sometimes. So would you say you're just enjoying playing more now than you were when you were actually playing for money? No, I, th- I think I enjoyed it more when I finished because it was less pressure. Do you know, what I mean? when I was 30, 36, 37, I finished at 35. I finished at Morecambe when I was 35. And then I was just fluttering around, helping non-league clubs get promoted. <laughs> and I was, just, I was enjoying it because it was less, and no, it was less stress, no pressure. Yeah. So I fluttered around for a couple of years, got a couple of promotions, and then I just called it a day. <laughs> well, I don't want to. Um, I don't want to cover too much uh, ground before we dive into the interview. But otherwise, I might cross over some questions. All right. Yeah, anyway, yeah. Anyway, thank you very much, Mister Jason Price is here joining me on the Blue Army podcast. Thank you so much for giving us a bit of your time. What I'd like to do, sir, is start with an ice-breaking question. Just something that's a little bit fun. Something that's not too serious. Okay. Okay. So yeah, no problem. Being able to play professional football means that you have a number of key athletic traits, such as strength or agility or height even. Uh, These are all traits (laughs) that that add up to uh, a professional footballer. (laughs) Now, (laughs) Now, if football never existed and you could apply those traits in any other sport, and spends those years of your life playing something else professionally, what maybe would you have done with that time? Well, as a kid, being Welsh, that's all we played was rugby, rugby union, not rugby league, not girls' sport, not rugby league. <laughs> we played rugby, pro- proper man sport, rugby union. Um, and I played a lot of cricket because I was good at bowling and I was good at batting. Nice, okay. So I think I will play with men. A cricket when I was 14, 15. I was playing against adults. That's how that's how decent I was at cricket. And I think I could have been, I probably could have been a cricketer. I would have been a bowler and I would have been all-rounder. And I did like rugby. I was I was good at rugby until I was about 15 when the boys started getting a bit bigger than me and they started hurting me <laughs> when they attacked me. So I thought I'll call that a day. And I played cricket till I was about 16 for a bit of fun. And then I was just I was just football under percent then. Yeah, yeah. I can relate to that. I can relate to that. I got the big long arms myself <laughs> for the cricket. Yeah, yeah. Um, like you said, bowling against men. You know, <laughs> yeah, as long as you can get up enough speed. Yeah, plus I was quick in them days. Yeah, exactly. So you'd do some damage, yeah. I imagine. You'd be able to like, throw a uh, quick ball. What was that? I was like Kirtley Ambrose. Ooh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, also, I've got a quick fan question just to uh, just to kick off with. Um, yeah. And it's just a little bit of a nosy Parker question, to be honest. This is from Paul Simpson, who's from Carlisle. He says, um, when you break down a pro footballer's schedule into hours in the week, uh, so the football that you play in a match, the hours that you train through the week, and obviously bits of PR and things like that that you do, on average, how much... Uh, how many hours would you say that breaks down to a week? Okay, we go from Monday, obviously Monday, Monday to Monday. Monday, two hours training. Are we having a game on the Tuesday and the Saturday, or just the Saturday? Yeah, we'll do. We'll yeah, we'll we'll do that because it happens more than you think, doesn't it? So we train on a we train two hours on a Monday. Mm-hmm. Then on PlayStation <laughs> for about fourteen hours. Then you report for the game on the Tuesday. So obviously it's another two hours. Mm-hmm. You'll have the day off Wednesday. So you go for a swim or something in your own time. Then nice. PlayStation again. <laughs> then Thursday, Thursday will be a decent set. You're looking about three hours on Thursday because they probably check the gym in. Um, then PlayStation. And then Friday, <laughs> Friday you'll do a light sesh because of the game. Um, plus, you obviously, with the Tuesday game as well, you don't want to do too much. So you probably look an hour and a half on a Friday, you're walking through set pieces, then your game on a Saturday. And depends if you've won or lost. If you've won, you'll have the day off. If you've lost, you'll be in for a warm down. Is that the set? Is that for every manager? If you lose, you're in. No, it's only for some managers, man. Carlisle, I think we had the Sunday off. Oh, okay. Okay. So nice. Two, four, six, two, four, six. Look about ten and a half hours a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It breaks down to about that. And obviously games are games. Um, so I'll just dive into a little bit of your career now, if you don't mind. I'll be a bit nosy yeah. and ask you a little bit of insight. So obviously you started your career at Swansea, but I heard in an interview that you were also courted by Cardiff a little bit. As a young Welshman growing up in Wales, that must have been quite exciting at that age for the two biggest clubs in Wales to be touting you what was it that swayed you towards Swansea was it your choice in the end or did Cardiff sort of let you go that way or what happened there it's when I was in school I used to be not big-headed but a bit confident I'd say to the boys my friends my school friends they still bring it up now when I go back home that I was too good to play in their in their league kind of I weren't big-headed I would just say I'm a bit better than this because I was I was eight-year-old playing under-11s. Do you know what I mean? That's a big thing as a kid. But anyway, I, I played for Cardiff when I was 13, 14, 15. I played for Cardiff. And they wanted, they wanted me to go up a year, an extra year. And I didn't want to do that because at that age, they're, quite, they're a lot bigger. And I was, I was still thin. And, you know, you're talking two-year gap at that level, a, a big gap. And then in the end, we had a, I, had a, I was with them for two or three years. And then we had a, a trial game. And then they said, oh, you're not good enough to play, play for Cardiff. So I was like, okay, fair dues. Then when I was 17, believe it or not, we had, I was 17 playing for my local team. And we had Swansea and Cardiff in our YTS, in our league. Mm-hmm. And we battered them for three seasons. We battered them. Both of them. We had a we had a very good team when I was I was it was called Abra, Abraman FC. And no way to lie, we 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 battered Swansea and Cardiff. Then Swansea asked me down 
on a trial against Cardiff and I'd done really well. And then uh, Jimmy Rimmer, the Swansea youth manager, said, we'll sign you up to your contract. So that's where it all started. And then, but the funny thing was, I used to go to watch Cardiff when I was 13, 14, 15. I used to go, I was a follower. I just follow my friends because uh, it was Nathan Blake and Cohen Griffith. Um, who else were playing? All them lot were playing. And I played against them since when I was playing for Swansea, which is weird. Because obviously growing up, they're like, wow. And then next thing, I'm playing against them. So, yeah, so that's how I, that's my story with Swansea. So, but I watched, um, I watched a couple of games on YouTube when I was a Swan. I was awful. <laughs> I was looking back, I was looking at myself going, was I really that bad? It couldn't have been too terrible. Obviously, you made your breakthrough at Swansea into the first team. As a young Welshman, again, I think I've used this phrase once already and I'll try and make it the last time. As a young Welshman well, growing up in Wales. In the Valley. <laughs> yeah. How did it, how did it feel? Uh, making your debut for Swansea was obviously Cardiff was your was your team that you've you've just mentioned there that you would go and support. Well, obviously, kid, to yeah. break through for anyone's a, a great achievement, and to do it for one of Wales' biggest teams, you must have been I, instantly I, I, famous in the local area overnight. Yeah, because the games were shown on Sunday on uh, Wales BBC Wales were shown the games ah. were shown the highlights, and it's like you come home and I'm watching myself on TV, and you're like, wow. That's so, so good, that. But my first game I played was against Doncaster. Come on, the sub was against Doncaster. I remember it. And I was a bit rabid in the headlights. And I remember most of my, my debut. That was coming on a sub, but my proper debut was against Brighton the season after. I played right wing back against Brighton at the Vetch. And it was boiling hot. And I, and I, 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 was, I couldn't defend to save my life. But going forward, I was like Cafu. I just couldn't. I was like Cafu, I couldn't defend, and I was brilliant going forward. Is that what your upbringing was from the youth system? Were you playing on the right hand side, no, or was I that was, just thrust was, upon you? No, I was. I was sent midfield because I could run all day and I was quick. So I was. But Swansea's midfield were very good at that point. So I was never going to get in. So what what they done is they pushed me to right wing back because obviously I could run up and down. And I was I was fit to fiddle and I was quick. I just couldn't defend. Well, so that was that, my, that was my debut debut. What what was what, what when was the transition to striker then? When did that happen? That was so I was wing back for Swansea. I was, but I enjoyed getting forward. So when I left Swansea, I signed for Brentford as a right winger. Mm. So I played right wing up until I signed for Doncaster. For Dave Penny, who was in the Swansea team with me. So Dave Penny was the Doncaster manager. He signed me as a right wing. But then when Sean O'Driscoll come to Doncaster, he shoved me up front. Which was a bit of a weird transition for me. But I see myself as a, a clever player. And he seen me as a clever player. So I sort of just made it as a striker straight away. But the only thing was... I weren't a prolific goal scorer, which had its downfalls later on in my career. Do you think it was that whole transition between having to play with running at a defender compared to when you play up front on your own, you've got to play with your back against the defence? Was that was was that maybe the difficulty? Yeah, well, as a, as a striker, sorry, in front of goal, you were really accurate with your, you know. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, as a striker, you've got you've got to play both ways. You're back to goal, you've got a big 16-stone centre-half going to push you over, grab a new... As a right winger, eight times out of ten, I'm running forward. Because as a when I played right wing, I didn't have no... I didn't have hardly any skill, but I could read the game. Like, I'd make that run before the kid got the ball. But as, when he turns, he knows I've got, I'm gone. Because that was my game, just running in behind. Because some of my goals, I'm ending up on the left, inside left wing when mm. I was playing right wing. Just because I'd, I'd have that sixth sense of where the ball's going. Because when I was a Tramia, they used to call me X-Files because half my goals, I'd just be standing in a position and no one else be standing in and the ball would just come to me. And I, like, I'd have all the goal and then I'd just put it in the goal. So in the end, they were calling me X-Files. <laughs> that was my nickname of Tramia. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to, for us to go off sort of like a, on, a, on a tangential sort of whim there, but I do like it if we can do that. Um, after yeah. a little bit of research, during your time at Swansea, you were out the side for a run of games and you went out and had a couple of drinks and didn't think there was going to be a chance in hell that you were going to be put into the first team the following day, but you were. And you played in that game for 70 minutes and you won the Man of the Match award. Now, Jermaine Pennant has a very similar story about going out and not thinking he was going to get in the squad, ending up in the squad and scoring goals. And maybe that giving him a false sense of confidence going forward that maybe he doesn't necessarily need to apply himself any more than anyone else does on the training ground. And obviously you've said in the past that football has just been a job for you at certain moments of your career. Would you say that experience tainted the way forward for you? Did, did that affect the way that you trained? Did you think that you had to keep applying yourself after that? Or did it give you, did it give you the, the, no. that false sense of confidence is what I'm asking? No, no. Like, if you ask anybody, to be fair, if you ask anybody about me training, I'd be the worst trainer that ever was. I hated training. But on a Saturday, I could switch to game mode, and not many players can do that. Because if you speak to players now, they have to do 100% in training to do 100% in the game. But with me, I didn't have to do that. When I was younger, I was, I was awful in training. I could never get myself to get thing in training. So going back to the game, as a game set, my mindset, I was like a light switch. Just before the game, I'm bang, I'm on it, I'm ready. So regards to going out that night before, I, I like I said, I didn't even think I was, because I wasn't even in the squad. I'd be like 18th man. And then next thing, I'm playing. And I was like, what do I do? Like, what, what, I'm, I'm, Obviously, red eye. I couldn't breathe in front of the managers because they'd know straight away. So, like, I just keep my head down. And then, obviously, playing, you know, you know, you're playing on adrenaline, mostly on adrenaline. Whereas with football, for the first 10 minutes, you're on adrenaline. But I won't play your game on adrenaline because I was still a bit half cut, as they say. <laughs> but I, I, I've never done that again. I've never done it, even if I weren't in the team. I'm like, not chance. I, I wouldn't do that again. Even though I had man the match and I, I played really well. I, I, I'd said to myself, never do that again. So was it a pre-game ritual that you sort of had before games that would put you into match mode that you just couldn't do for training? Was was there a certain like, right sock on first, left sock on second kind of routine? I, I, I put my right sock on my right shin pad and my right sock. 
Okay, so nice and simple. I was my ritual. Nice. I like I that. Was, I like that. I do it now. I still. I'll be doing that tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I do it. We we have we have to we have to change in the stands. So I'll be in the stand. But to be fair, the sun's out. It's not freezing cold anymore. It's beautiful. And I'll put my right on and then my right sock. <laughs> I mean, that's and the routine. I always have to put my right foot on the pitch first as well. Ah, right. Okay. Okay. And that's just bump and it goes into game mode. Oops. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in game mode then. <laughs> so after Swansea, you spent um, a very short amount of time at Brentford, like we've just mentioned there. What happened at Brentford for it only to be a short stay? What was uh, what what was said between you and signing the contract, and and then obviously well, what, you made the move to Tranmere. Yeah, I uh, I was playing right wing and I couldn't score. With Brentford, we were top of the, we were more or less top of it. Aston Reading were top of the league, but as a right winger, I was setting goals up, but I weren't scoring. So veering off that bit of the story, because um, they'd only give me a three month contract. My contract were running out, and Coppel, Steve Coppel said I need to see about the contract. So I went in. He said, I'll give you, the, the chairman will give you this much, which was the money I was on. Mm-hmm. So I said, oh, okay, yeah, I'll sign. No problem. I won't be greedy. I didn't say I want any more. I just said, yeah, that's fine. I'll have the same money I'm on. Next thing, the next day I went in, Coppel said, oh, the chairman's a bit, he's, he's, not, he's a bit grumpy, so he wants to give you 10, 15 grand less. And I was like, huh? So I was like, well, no, that's not right, is it? Because you said we were on this, and now you want to give me this. It's not, it's just not right. So he said, I'll have a word with him. So following day, I goes back in. He went, oh, yeah, he'll give you the money now. He'll give you the money that you want. Come and sign tomorrow. So I went back in the next day, and he went, oh, he's in the mood again. And I was like, oh, I'm not having this. So then I was, I just, I just said to my agents, just said, just forget it. We'll, you, I've got you. You can either go Oldham or Tramia. I've got Oldham and Tramia on the phone. Which one do you want? <laughs> so I picked Tramia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it, yeah? <laughs> nice. I mean, you I had a good time. Sorry. I would have loved to stay because the team Brentford had at the time, it was it was a very good team. We had every, round holes. That's they say round 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 hole, round pegs. Everything slotted in together. Mm-hmm. And I believe to this day, if I'd stayed at Brentford, they would have got promoted automatically. I'm not being big-headed, but it was, I was flying at the time. I was, my confidence at the time was there. I was, I was flying. I felt like nobody could stop me and nobody could stop the team as well because we were flying as a team as well. So was it, would, would you say it was your agent that turned you then in that case? Did it, he obviously, no, 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 no. no. It, no? Okay. I got, if, somebody, if, you go into a, if you go into a room and somebody says, there's your wage, and then they take a big lump of that wage and go, nah, it can't be asked. I'm not giving you that. Mm. They go back in the next day and they put it back on top of, of the pile. And then you go back in the next day and it's gone. And you're like, well, what's happening here? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then when, when someone says, oh, well, you've got, you've got a club that really wants to, like Trump, yeah? I thought, well, I'll go there. So do we say Tranmere was where you transitioned more into a striker's role? Did you enjoy doing that? Was I played a couple of games as striker because mm-hmm. you had some, I'm going to roll some big names on you. So you had Paul Rideout and Stuart Barlow. And you also had Wayne Allison and myself. Mm-hmm. So I play, I was playing right wing, but sometimes they'd move me up with Wayne Allison 
because obviously Rideout was 35, Barlow was 34, and then the chief, Wayne Allison, was thir- late 30s, mid 30s, should say. But then with, where, if the chief played, they, not, they always needed a runner. So obviously I'm running behind. So it was me and the chief, because we played South End away, and me and the chief were running the show. It was crazy. I scored two that game, I think. And he set me up for two of the goals. It was just unbelievable. We had a good partnership. But then obviously, when you have big names, you, you have to play the big names sometimes. You can't leave them out for too long. So then we, I'd go back to right wing. When I, the chief would be on the bench, and then he put Stuart Barlow and right out back up front. Which ain't bad considering they were they were in the Premiership like five years before. Yeah, yeah. Going for would you say, and then, would you say would you say you learned a lot from your time under under those guys' tutelage? Because obviously you were still quite young at the time. Yeah, yeah. Always, always learning, mate. You're always learning. Even now, even tonight, when I'm playing tonight, I'll be, I'll be, I'm learning. I'll be trying to figure out how I can get the ball without running. <laughs> that's what you do. That's what you do in my age. When you're forty, when you're forty-four, you try and figure out. Well, I don't know. If I don't run there. I might be able to get the ball there. <laughs> so that's, that's what happens when you get older. You use, you use your, your brain more. Uh, so after Tramere, you spent, uh, sorry, you, 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 you went to Hull first and then to Doncaster. You spent three seasons at Hull and three seasons at Doncaster. This is really where you established yourself at, at this level of football and started to make a name for yourself really during this time. As a striker, sorry, go on. No, no, go on. Sorry. So, would you say um, this was the the heyday for you? Was this was this your happiest part of playing professional football? Was this where you sort of found the love for playing football again after sort of like maybe losing it a little bit after quite a lot of moves? Yeah, definitely, mate. Hull, Hull. Still now, when I drive to Hull to see my friends. I get goosebumps when I'm driving into the into the city or my friends into Beverly. I used to live in Beverly. And I, I get goosebumps and I get a weird feeling when I'm driving there of, of that feeling when I was playing from. Do you know what it's, it's weird? It's a weird feeling, mate. It's crazy. Like I've I've not I've not lived there for when when that's 2008 I saw my house when I moved to Millwall. But so I've not been there that long, but I still get that weird sensation. When I'm there, <laughs> so was Hull your favourite? Sorry, was was Hull your favourite team? Would you say Hull and Doncaster? Hull and Doncaster, my favourite two teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do 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 you yeah. try and go back regularly? Do you do the raffle at half time, that kind of thing? <laughs> yeah, no, mate, no, no. It's, it's a bit. It's about an hour for me. I live in I live in Wakefield now, but oh. yeah, I I I, I the chair because normally I would go and watch them, but we get because normally you get free. I used to get free tickets. So he's going to watch them regular. But then I think the chairman, the whole, the new, I know the new, the chairman they have now is a bit of a, bit of a, so. A bit tight, you don't, a bit tight maybe. <laughs> yeah, well, he, he tried to change the name and everything, didn't he? he tried to yeah, just, that was a bit of a shambles. Yeah, he's, yeah, and mm. I've heard the inside information, he's, he's, yeah, he's a bit of a, a bit of an egg. That's a polite word to put it in. Ah, well, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, 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 Holland Doncaster, my, yeah, the, the, I had the best. I made so many friends at Hull outside of football. And then obviously with Doncaster, I made, I made good memories. Mm-hmm. 
was that the most successful years. time of your playing career at Doncaster? Was that where you won the most? No, well, I got promoted twice. I got promoted twice on the bounce with Hull. Yeah. And then I beat Leeds at Wembley, which is a massive achievement for me. I have a picture on the wall there. And then um, we got we won the Johnson's paint, but I snapped my Achilles. So it's, it's all, but yeah, Hull and Doncaster, my two clubs that I loved. Uh, so towards the end of your time at Doncaster, you ended up going on loan to Millwall and uh, then making the move to Millwall. Millwall's fans have a reputation. How was your time with the fans <laughs> at Millwall? <laughs> that was an eye-opener. <laughs> they were, they were, if, you, if you're winning, if you're winning, best fans in the world. If you're playing crap and you're losing... And you haven't got a strong, you got a strong will about you. You're going to struggle. Mm-hmm. But don't get me wrong. If you if you if you're winning, mate, they 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 the twelfth man. They what was it that convinced man. you to go to Millwall? Was it the was it that fan sort of reaction? Was it the the, the heat of the day? Um, it was. It was good money. Mm-hmm. Plus, obviously, they're a the big club, and they wanted to go places. So I thought, well, I'm gonna, I'm go, going there with a smile on my face. And mm. at the time, when I was at Doncaster, although I left because I couldn't score. So, but in League One, I could score. In Championship, I scored against Villa away, but it was too late then. I scored against Villa in the FA Cup, but it, it, the manager I just kind of made his mind up. So obviously I left, but yeah, I I, I enjoyed my time in Millwall. Most of the time, <laughs> it, is, it is a story. We play, we play Bristol Rovers home, right? And the game was dead. It was, it was a rubbish game. It was, the fans were quiet. It was a game, and that's all I heard in the crowd, right? No, whatever. Like, was this one guy shout? Am I allowed to say the S word? Oh S-H-I-T. yeah. So anyway, I'm playing. I'm, I'm coming short for some reason in my head. I'm coming short to get the ball. But I weren't running in behind. I was just coming short all the time and just popping it off. Mm-hmm. And the game was the thing. I saw like it was a fan go, Price, you shit. And I was a Millwall fan. And I, I looked at my teammates and they all started giggling. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, oh my God, I don't need this. And I've looked at Led. I've looked at Mark Led, the midfield, and he's looked at me and he just started like laughing and putting his head down. And I'm thinking, oh. <laughs> And the next thing you know, I get dragged half time. No, <laughs> you know, I'm just, I'm just making a change. I'm just make, I'm good. I'm just going to make a change to, just, to, I need a, like, I need to run in behind. Blah blah blah. What do you? I was like, half time. But I think you're you fun. Yeah. What do you, what do you do? Do you sit on the bench like and watch the second half, or do you hide? Like, what do you do? I, I just sat on the bench, man. Just like. <laughs> But yeah, see, no way they were like that one fan because the crowd were quiet. The game was yeah. rubbish, and that one fan just went, "Price, you shit!" It just destroyed you. Like, oh, <laughs> and then next thing, and I get the hook half time. Like, yeah. <laughs> 
So in the 2009-2010 season, you are at Millwall, but then you go on loan at first to Oldham and then with Carlisle. What happened at Oldham for you to go from new signing to loan listed so quickly? Was it that performance you just talked about? <laughs> no, what, what it was, it was, it was uh, Steve Morrison, Neil Harrison, who's a legend of the club. Yeah. And Gary Alexander and myself. So we had four good strikers going for two positions. And to be fair, Steve Morris cemented his place up front. But he was he was a bit raw. Steve Morris was raw, but he was scoring goals. He was, mm-hmm. And three of us, he was trying to... The, the manager must have been trying to find... Um, out of the three of us who could play with him. Because he was because he was quite raw. He was good, don't get me wrong, he was a good player, he was big, strong, quick, and he could score. And he was just trying to find that combination of striker with him. Mm-hmm. And I didn't obviously fit in. So then they just said that you can you can go on loan. We got older and waited for you. Because Dave Penny was manager at the time, who was mm-hmm. who I played with at Swansea. So I said, okay, well, if I'm, if I'm not, if I'm not going to get a game here, I might as well go alone. Yeah, completely understandable. So for me and the most of the other listeners, we're getting into our favourite part of the show where we get to talk a little bit more about Carlisle United. So <laughs> I'm going to try and stick around this area for as long as we can. <laughs> what yeah, was yeah. the conversation? Sorry, what was the conversation uh, like when Carlisle first approached you? Who is it that approaches you for a loan deal? Is it your? Is everything just through your agent? And then who's the first point of contact? No, no. It was the manager, Millwall manager. He said, um, I've got Carlisle want to take you on loan because obviously I weren't playing. So I thought it was the other end of the world. I've not been there. I've been everywhere else <laughs> apart from that end of the, at that end of the island. <laughs> and obviously, but when I was playing for Millwall, we played Carlisle near the end of the season and Carlisle were near the bottom. Mm. And I'd gone through on goal and Keo, Keo took me out. It was a blatant red card. <laughs> he took me out, right? To this day, I'm scratching my head. I'm through on goal. He's just swiped me. The referee gave me a yellow card. You? Until I, no, he gave uh, Keo a yellow card. <laughs> through on goal. Okay. I, I didn't send him off. Because oh, when I was in we needed the points to get, yeah. get in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And I think Carlisle were there down the bottom. And I think to this day, if he got sent off and we'd won, I don't know how many points he stayed up with. But if my recollection, I think if he'd lost that game, I think he drew. If he'd lost that game, I didn't know if he was going to go down. I don't know. Mm-hmm. He might have to double check now, and I could be completely wrong, but I knew he was down the bottom of the league. And Keo did take me out. <laughs> and the referee gave me yellow. I think we drew that game. <laughs> okay. Keo was... <laughs> I mean, Keo's a legend round. <laughs> you wouldn't be the first person. You wouldn't be the first person. Keo just had a way with putting his arm around the referee that no other player <laughs> seems to have had the knock on in my time. <laughs> I mean, he went, he, yeah, he, he, he's been applying most of his trait in the championship since he left Carlisle. Yeah. He's, he's gone from strength to strength. So he's definitely something's clicked for him at some way. And oh, I yeah, think he's a good defender. He's a, oh, he's yeah. Good defender. I stayed when I first signed for Carlisle. I stayed with him for a couple of weeks. Really? Yeah, yeah. I stayed with him and Lenny Lenny Pidgeley. Lenny Pidgeley. Yeah. Wow. 
played with them too because they they were mates, and obviously I was a, I was with Pidge at Millwall. Uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. I lived with Pidgeley at Millwall. Yeah, <laughs> I lived with him at Millwall. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. No stories on that one. That? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No worries. No worries. Okay. I was gonna yeah. linger and yeah, hope yeah, for a story. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, what were your first impressions of Carlisle? Obviously, you just said then it's kind of in the middle of nowhere. But when you get here, obviously, it, you've got a friend. You've got Lenny Pidgeley. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, it, can't, it can't be too bad. Like, you must, you must have got to know the town pretty well. Yeah, I, I thought I might... Do you know when you get the flat, flat earth conspiracy theorists? <laughs> I thought Carlisle was at the end of that. I thought it was just a drop. Yeah, <laughs> I thought I thought he could look over the edge and just drop. <laughs> it's the end of the end of the end of the island, isn't it? But it no, is. Have I, you seen Gretna? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, it's it's just I don't know. Like new places, it's been it's like a new start for me because it it gone a bit sour to Millwall because I was going on loan here, there, and everywhere, and I thought, well, I'll have a new start. And I got the number nine shirt, which I think was a bad omen. Because Medin, Gary Medine wanted it, and yeah. the manager gave it to me. And then th- that season, full se- I didn't, I hardly played. I couldn't get a game because it was Medine and the little scouse guy. Oh, shit, what was his name? Little scouse guy up front. I remember oh, Carlisle, the biggest pitch in the world. Yeah, <laughs> big windy pitch. Massive. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was massive. And he's he joined the club because yeah, I were knackered. If I'm running up that bit, I was knackered before I got to the goal. Simo liked to play with wingers. That's what it was. Simo, when Paul Simpson was there, he liked to play with wingers. So when we had some money, when Simo was there, we had an owner called Fred Story who was actually into construction. So we got to like have the pitch and everything revamped and relayed and all that. And Simo liked to play wide. And obviously we've not had, yeah. since since Story sold the club, we've not had the investment since. So it's just been, it's just been that big windy pitch ever since then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, biggest pitch in the world there. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, so no, you... the, uh, Carlisle, the fans were good. I enjoyed, yeah. I, I enjoyed my time, because considering I didn't play much, I did enjoy my time. You know I me? Mean? I weren't on a downer. I weren't like, oh, I'm, I'm on the bench now. I did actually enjoy my time there. I'm not just saying yeah. it because you can't. Nah, I mean, you look, you know, you look like you genuinely did. No, you look like you really enjoyed your time there. Um, you celebrated your goals quite uh, characteristically. <laughs> oh, yeah, you do. You've got to, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. So you joined the Carlisle side with the likes of Ian Hart, Graham Kavner. Um, I was going to say Vincent Pericard, but <laughs> we've since learned that that yeah. wasn't the bat. It was Peter Murphy and obviously Gary Medine. These are big personalities and obviously all players that have gone down into Carlisle folklore. What was the what was the atmosphere like in the changing room? It was all right. We all, we all had a laugh. Do you know what I mean? I think um, like Ian Hart's funny guy, good player as well. Even at his age, you were a good Free kicks. He's the best free kick taker I've ever seen. He was a top goal and scorer seen, that year. <laughs> yeah, I've seen some good free kick takers. Him, he's he, like he had a magic wand. But yeah, in the changing rooms, it was we had, we had a good laugh. We had a really good laugh, considering, like you said, some big characters. But we did have a good laugh in the changing rooms. Nice. We had, um, do you know, because I, mean? I got to mess around anyway. The car before game, I have to mess around whether I'm playing or not. Just because that's how I've that's how I've always done it. So I'll just I'll just throw things and you know what I mean and just stick to stuff <laughs> in people. 
boots or just take the laces out or, you know, just little silly things. <laughs> so you got off to a great start at Carlisle. You scored four goals in nine games and the fans started chanting one of my favourite chants, like Afro, goal machine, Afro, Afro, goal machine. Do you remember where that started <laughs> for you? Where, where all that, that one that came a from? So that was a Doncaster. So what was going, this is my story, right? We played Barnsley away. And I, I weren't, I went in. The, I was left out. The team. I was in the squad, but left out. Hmm. And I didn't have a song. And this little, this kid, this young kid, was oh, price clearly autograph, blah blah. So I said to him, I said, mate, I need a song. I said, so I said to him, sing Afro, go machine, Afro, Afro. And he you was wrote like, the own lyrics to your own song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> him, right. Nice. <laughs> so I was singing I sang that to him and then within a couple of games that was my song nice so I've never had a song I've never ever had a song until obviously it was a dog cast that made me own song <laughs> copyrights and everything <laughs> you get it on Spotify download 10p a download something like that yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, you got off to a great start, but then you were only on loan for the first part of your Carlisle stay. Your contract expired over at Millwall, and then you came back to Carlisle on a permanent deal. Do you remember yeah. if anyone else was interested at that time? Did you care that anyone else was interested at that time? No, well, Carlisle said what they wanted me, so I thought I'd just go straight there because I because I'd been on loan and I'd scored a few goals mm-hmm. and I was doing really well. So I thought, well, just stick to what you know. You know what I mean? Because if I'd gone to another club, behind side, looking back, I should have gone to another club because I did it again. <laughs> as much as I enjoyed the time with Carlisle, I didn't get yeah. a game. And I'm like, should I go somewhere else? But obviously, hindsight then. Exactly. Um, so it was Greg Abbott, the manager that brought you in on a permanent deal. What was he like to work under? I've heard from different sources that he is a bit of a fitness hound when it comes to working his players in pre-season. Um, how did you find that? Every manager knows me in the gym equals nothing getting done. Right? <laughs> Seriously, I've had, for me to go to the gym today, I've had to psych myself up all day so i'm working and i've got to psych myself up to go to the gym because obviously my i'm 44 now and i put a little bit of timber on the belly side <laughs> so i'm trying to lose that and i am trying to keep fit so it's just it's hard work so I, i'll eat like my food will be salad and a couple of eggs and i'll, I'll put on weight and i'm like huh what's all that about <laughs> ten, 10 years ago i could have a sunday roast afters and a McDonald's and a KFC, I wouldn't play any weight on. You'd burn it all off. And then now it's like, oh man, see how, my, see how fat my face has gone. No, that, right? is that why you still got the afro? Because it just it doesn't frame it so <laughs> yeah. much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh mate, that was a look. <laughs> but yeah, Greg, sorry, Greg. Big old funny hairstyles in the shower. So do you know? What the <laughs> yeah, I saw it on your Insta. I've seen it on your Insta. Yeah. <laughs> I just wash my hair and I, if I get bored, I just put my mirror on me, not on my body, just on my face. Yeah. I won't be sick. <laughs> and I just do weird air shapes and just, just have a laugh. That's, that's when I get bored. Uh, man, if you've if you've got it, flaunt it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But going back to Greg Abbott, though, what was your relationship like with Greg? What do you remember him being like as a manager? I had a laugh with him. He was he was he was all right. I had a laugh with him. Do you know what I mean? Because some managers don't talk to you. 
Mm-hmm. But he'd have a laugh. He would actually have a laugh and, you know, in, interact with the players a little bit. But his other managers don't even, don't even bother. So, and then obviously, um, Kavanaugh was assistant manager, player. So he was trying to keep his distance as well, kind of, because he was going, he was, he was transitioned to the management, wasn't he? Yes. So he was, because he was a tough guy as well. Mm. You call, yeah, he was like a Roy Keane of Carlisle, where you couldn't mess around with him because he would grab you by the scruff. Mm-hmm. So he was, and obviously I like messing around. <laughs> so I had to <laughs> wait for him to get out the team rooms I can mess around with. <laughs> I think you're a pretty big guy compared to Cav. I mean, Cav was a bit of a unit, but you're a pretty big guy as well. You can handle yourself. <laughs> yeah, you see them little chicken wings? Woo. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> the views <laughs> just went up, my friend. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. So the summit you came in on a permanent deal, you were joined by an army, a barrage of signings that have since gone down in Carlisle folklore with your own name as well. I'll just reel off a few. There was Lubomir Mikulik, the crazy foreigner. Um, there was Frank Simek, the Yank. Yes, yeah, Lubo. <laughs> yeah, he was big center off, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah he was from Leeds. <laughs> came That's in from it. Leeds. Yeah. 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 <laughs> they are he was huge. He, <laughs> he could hit a free kick from yeah. 40 yards as well. Oh, did he? Oh, yeah, yeah. He scored a few. YouTube it, YouTube it, Jay. Um, wow. Yeah, there was a Frankie Simek, the Yank. Uh, there was Narky Wells from, I think yeah, it was like Barbados yeah, yeah. Or, or someplace. Yeah. Like that. He's since gone on to do amazingly well for himself. Uh, yeah. Paddy Madden uh, from Ireland. And, of course, the, the Ivory Coast man himself, Francois Zoko. What was Francois Zoko? What was it like in training with those guys? They, they've all been known to have a bit of silky skills in, in, in their time. What was it like to train with those guys and play with those guys? It was, it was good. I remember the first play, when he first came, I played up front with him. And we played yeah. friendly. I think it was against Kendall, I think. <laughs> and um, he was doing all these tricks, doing overs and that, obviously, because he's French. He couldn't say over. He was just doing them. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> He knew he had some, he was a good player. You knew he had a bit of skill on him. And he was strong as well. He was quick over 10 yards. Mm-hmm. So, you know, because I think I played up front with him a couple of times in the league. I think, because it was Medin and oh, I can't think of the other kid, the other striker. Who played up front with Medin? Because he went uh, and played for Ross County, didn't he? Uh, it was Rory Loy. No. No, it wasn't Paddy Madden either, was it? Little blonde guy, little blonde guy. There was, uh, there was Paddy Madden was there. No, wasn't him. No. Mate, uh, if he ever sees me, he's going to probably punch me in the face for not remembering his name. Because we used to, <laughs> we used to laugh at his injuries all the time. I'm so bad it? with names. I think he's all age. Uh, uh, this, is, this is having it. Did he, did he come in that summer? Yeah, come in the summer, yeah. Little striker, blonde hair. Because it was Gary Medina and him, and it was me and Francois that would play. Yeah. Obviously, with your time at Carlisle, we've also said that you didn't really get that much of a chance in the first team so much, yeah. which is quite unfortunate. You were really popular with the Carlisle crowd. Obviously, when you came in, you were all guns blazing, scoring lots of goals. What was the conversation like about you going back out on loan again? Was it just, did you want it? Did you, were you thinking, I want to go out on loan and start playing? Or you did they ask play. you? Yeah, you just want to play. So obviously the manager came on to me and said, obviously you're not playing. I've got Walsall that you can... Where did Walsall I went to? 
or Bradford, Bradford, wasn't it? It were, he said, I got Peter Taylor, I wanted to go Bradford on loan, which I was with Peter Taylor, Hull. So I said, I said, yeah, no probs, I'll go there. So obviously that's that's how the conversation is, mate. It's, it's you're not playing. The manager's call you in his office. You'll say, oh, um, you're not you're not in my plans, kind of. Do you want to, if you want to play, you're gonna to have to go on loan. That's all the conversation is. And then you're like, yes or you're like, yes, I want to better myself, or you're like, nah, I just want to be a bit of an egg and just stay here. So I just went alone. Yeah, so you went out to uh, Bradford, then Walsall, then Hereford. So you were just kind of getting reeled off a few teams at that time. How did that feel for you, just getting moved from pillar to post? What was that like? Was that not draining? Were you sort of like falling out of love with the game again? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, when I went to Bradford. I enjoyed my time at Bradford. But the chairman fogged me off a bit because he wouldn't pay off. Because I think when you go on loan, they pay off your wage. And he wouldn't pay off my wage after so long. He was, and he got someone else in. Then I went to Walsall, but my Achilles started playing up really bad and I couldn't run. I couldn't move. It was so I'm playing for Walsall and I was like a mannequin. You might as well just stick a mannequin because I couldn't run or anything. And the fans didn't know. And I was getting I started getting booed near the end of my loan. I started getting booed. But uh, the manager. He said, I just need you to play, just to hold the ball up, win the headers and just to bring the game up the pitch. And I said to him, I can't move. So anyway, I, I walked in, we, we played somebody and I walked I walked into his, that's the Villa manager now. And I walked into the change, his, his, his office and I said, oh, thanks, I'm, I'm, I'm going back home. I'm going back up to Carlisle now. Thanks for the loan. He went, you've got one game left. I was like, I can't play, I can't move. My kids, <laughs> is that part? I cannot move. And he went, well, just, obviously, I'll go for one more game, so just go on the bench. If I need you, I'll play you. I'm thinking, if you need me, no point putting me on. So I'll just get booed, because I can't walk. So anyway, I, 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 I didn't play that game, luckily. And um, I went back to Carlisle, and then I got injection in my Achilles. And then after two weeks, I was fine. I was fine. So which was um, a good thing. Because then I think I went back up the lawn then. I went to Hereford. Yeah. <laughs> That's where you sort it's of finished the season. It's only an hour from my mum. So I was like, I was living back home then. Oh, nice. Getting my, getting my clothes washed. Getting my food cooked for me. Yeah. Great. Beautiful. What's <laughs> this? Is this at like 27, is this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Four, was I? Four, okay. I, I mean, I was trying to be nice. Uh, can I have one more? I know, I yeah. I think the striker, the blonde striker, I've been racking my brain. I've had a little flick through, sorry. Um, is it Was it Mike Greller? No. I wasn't even Mike Greller. Um, it Craig. wasn't Liam. Craig. Craig something. Craig something. Craig Curran. That's it, Craig Curran. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Craig, sorry, mate. Craig, sorry, mate. I'm really sorry. If you see me out. I apologize more. It's my fault. It's my fault. I'm the one that should have known, really. <laughs> For some reason, I got Medine and then I couldn't think of that. But yeah, current, yeah, current. You weren't, you, you know, you weren't there that long. You can't be blamed. <laughs> I know. Yeah. He, was, he was a funny guy. He was a really, really, <laughs> Beautiful. Guy I'm glad. I'm glad. 
Yeah, I'm glad we got there in the end. By the time you're yeah. going out on loan to all of these teams from Carlisle, are you coming in and are they expecting you to be a striker now? Is this your reputation was, going yeah, forward? That, yeah, I'm a striker. I'm a striker now. Mm. There's no, there's no right wing anymore. I'm just an out and out, six foot two, six foot four with this little sponge, striker. <laughs> I was, I was there just to hold the ball up, flick the ball on. And just bring people into play and try and score goals. Yeah. I mean, I like the way that you played. I like those strong players that can hold the ball up and stuff. So like I was always a fan. Your time that you spent with the club on loan, I became quite a fan of yours. And when we brought you in on a permanent deal, I was really excited to have you for that campaign. But yeah, your time at Carlisle came to an end after those loan deals at Hereford and etc. the teams that we've already mentioned. What was the exit talk like? What happened there when the new... Obviously, you probably thought a new deal's not getting offered. I've been on loan most of the time. What was the exit no, talk like? It just sizzles out. Conversation mm. just becomes minimal. And you just... You just think, and then you go in his office and you say, oh, we're not going to sign you next season, which I already knew anyway. Mm-hmm. And then you, you're sort of planning ahead. Then what's, what's going to happen for my next season? Who am I going to go to next season? And I was literally in... Limbo. I didn't know where I was going. <laughs> well, you made a big, long move back down south to Barnet. Then you went back yeah. up north again to Morecambe. <laughs> you made your way around, but eventually you went home, let's say, in, in a matter of senses. And you went to go play back in the Welsh Premier with, is it Prestanton Town? Is that how you say it? Prestatin. Bugger. Sorry, mate. <laughs> That's like a North English word, isn't it? Prestatin. <laughs> <laughs> And you won, you won the Welsh Cup, right? And that's going to be one of the... Is that the one with the two dragons? Is that the coolest trophy in the world? Is that, was, was that the right. one? The, re- the reason I went to Prestatin, right? So my brother yeah. played for... My brother played for Neath in the Welsh League. Mm-hmm. And he kept saying to me, you're, never, you're not good enough for the Welsh League. What? So I was like, what do you mean? Welsh League is full of guys on steroids and just kicking a ball. Because <laughs> they just all... In the Welsh League, they were like, they're just all massive. Like, yeah. muscular guys, what? So anyway, my, one of my best mates, Paul O'Neill, he was playing for Prestatin at the time. And he says to me, do you want to play for us? He said, I'll pick you up from Manchester, near Manchester Airport, and I'll, I'll drive you all the way to Prestatin. So you only have to drive from Leeds to Manchester Airport. It's a bit of a trek. Mm-hmm. But I, I was getting decent money for that Welsh League. Do you oh, know okay. what I mean? I was good money, like, considering. Okay. And... I said, yeah, go on in. So he was like my chauffeur. And I went there. And it was, I'm against said Rafs, who literally still got the needle still hanging out their arm. Where <laughs> they, they were, I, I'm used to big guys, but I'm used to, I'm going to put it, well, I'm going to put it, not muscularly, like, Athletic. I'm myself, wow. What's that? We're used to athletic guys. Yeah, you yeah, big but athletic. Now they're like, just, I want to kill him. <laughs> Brick like, walls. Yay. I, I don't, so I obviously played for them, and we we we'd always be we'd always have a good game against Bangor. So Bangor was the second best team in that league. TNS were like a pro team. Mm-hmm. They were popping it like Barcelona. They were like bang 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 bang. <laughs> Seriously, they were like Barcelona. You couldn't get the ball. Nice. They scored against TNS, obviously. Do and um, Banger, we were Banger's bo- bogey team. 
we'd always, I think we only lost one out of four or five games. And in the Welsh Cup, we beat Newtown in the semis. I scored, I scored the win, obviously. And then we banger had TNS. If TNS had got through, TNS would have won the Welsh Cup. Mm-hmm. They would have beaten us, probably. But Banger beat TNS. So Banger were TNS's bogey team, and we were Banger's bogey team. And it was me and Andy Parkinson up front who I played with at Tramier. Yeah. And no disrespect to the Welsh League, but the skill level ain't there as, as much as obviously being in football league. Mm-hmm. So me and Parky were using our experience. And on that day, if you watch that game, me and Parky just we, we sort of run the show. Not run the show, but as a team effort, we the goalkeeper was on fire, our goalkeeper. Nice. And me and Parky sort of dismantled their defense. Which they had they had this center half who was an up-and-coming center half, but he got sent off. Because ah. obviously you're playing up against two ex-pros, whereas normally he's playing against Welsh League standard. Do you know what I mean? But he's up and coming, yeah. which as an ex-pro, you're thinking, well, I'm gonna show this kid who's who like. And in the end, he got sent off. He <laughs> brought Parking up. I I scored two in that game. And we won the Welsh League. So Parky scored one, I scored two. We won 3-1. <laughs> and it's just... And then I walked up to my brother and just gave him oh, a medal yeah. and said, there you go. Ah, there, there we go. Because huh? <laughs> you've not won the Welsh League. <laughs> there we go. That's, that's what I was going to ask. What did you do to your brother after you won the Welsh League? And there yeah, we go. The, Beautiful. the medal over his neck. Like, there you go, boy. <laughs> yes, there you are. You can have Keep one. Out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me take a picture with you. <laughs> so, yeah, that's one of the reasons I signed for Prestapin. Because my brother, my brother were taunting me. I'm a, one of my best mates, asked me to play. Well, you played at a back. great sorry. Um, you played at a great standard of football uh, for most of your career, and obviously recently I've been just scoring goals as like sort of like a gun for hire. Um, when you were in the in and around the championship and league one, did you ever think that you would do a, a Welsh call-up? Man, I, I was destined not to play for Wales, I think. I was, no, I, this is what I say to my friends, right? Not being big-headed or anything, but I say I'm the best Welsh footballer that's not played for Wales. Yeah. <laughs> i got to be, because I was playing regular in the Championship for Hull, Doncaster, and I got promoted with Millwall to the Championship. So I'm playing, I'm playing for Hull, regular, in the Championship. I'm playing for Doncaster, regular, in the Championship. And I got promoted for uh, Millwall. Uh, yeah, Millwall. And he was, the managers were calling league boys from League Two and League One. And I was playing yeah. regular in the championship. And I'm scratching my head, thinking, how, how can I not get picked? To this day, I've still got, I'm still a bit cheesed off where I should have got picked for Wales. Yeah. And I, I, I played. This is story time. So I played. Um, I was a trammy, yeah? I'd scored 10 in 12 games. I was on standby for Wales. And I think 12 players dropped out and I still didn't get a call up. And I'm on standby. Because they were bringing boys in from League Two. I was in League One with Tramia. They're bringing boys in from League Two. And I was like, how, how is this even possible? And then I played. I played for Wales 21s because we play on the Friday. And then the first team played on a Saturday. And we played Belarus. And 
I played sweeper, I played centre half sweeper. And obviously the Belarus are only like five foot. I'm six foot two centre half who's quick, who could read the game. And I'd man the match. And Mark Hughes came up to me, he said, um, <clears throat> I'm thinking about taking you first team in the squad. So I was chuffed a bit. So I'm like, yes. And then he, a couple of, about an hour later, he changed me, he said, oh no, I'm going to go with um, Llewellyn because he's already been in the first team. And I'm like, how am I going to get experience if you're going to do that to me? Yeah. You know what I mean? So to this day, as a, as a running joke kind of thing, as I say, I'm the best Welsh footballer that's never had a... Con- uh, never had a... <clears throat> never had a, a... cap. A cap, right? Yeah, yeah. I've got, I've got to agree with you. I'm still <laughs> biting, my, biting my lip while I'm saying it. You know, it's it, you. You would have given the strikers something different. They had Earnshaw and Bellamy, and they would have you would have just given them something different to 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 rotate or just a different option. Yeah, in, in my I, opinion, I was, anyway. I, I I seem to think I'm a clever player. So, in football, you have to work the opponent out, and I I was good at that, but I just couldn't get a game. Like I played recently, I played Merthyr Tidville. Right, I played. Just bearing off a little bit. I yeah. played Merthyr Tidville in a charity game and my two of my brothers played. So the one who played, who said I wouldn't win the World win, win the Welsh Cup and then my other brother played. Was he wearing the medal? Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, But after the game, my brother says to me, why are, why are, because they're, they're, they're semi-pros, Merthyr Tidville. They're, they're in quite a decent league. Mm-hmm. And he's, after the game, he said, Jane, why were they passing every time you run to them, but they weren't passing every time I run to them? I said, Jack, I worked out every player on that pitch, what they're good at and what they're bad at and what they do within 10 minutes. I worked out if they're left-footed, if they're right-footed, if they run with the ball, if they do this, do this, because that's what you have to do as you get older, because I was 30, I think I was 38 at the time, but I was still playing, kind of, 38, 39. And I said to him, I said, I worked out every player on that pitch. And he looked at me, he went, wow, do you you really, I mean, really, I said, that's what I have to do because... I've got no legs now. <laughs> I've got no legs like I used to have. But and in the same time, that's what you do anyway as a footballer. You, you try and, it's, it's a game of chess. And I worked out every player on that team. Because to this day, he says to me, like, I still can't believe when you, when you run to them, they'll pass in it because they were scared. And I said, <laughs> yeah, run, run into them at a certain angle that they can't yeah. pass it. Do you know what I mean? You're just running to them. Yeah. To try and get the ball. I know what they're going to do. Got the footballer's so, brain. Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. So they're gonna go back. That's so yeah. So, so that's what that's what we're all good at. Learning. Beautiful. Football's about learning. It's not. It's, it's people just think. Some people just think you just go on a pitch and play, but you don't. You have to work out. If you're playing up against, who you're playing up against, what their strengths are. Because if you, if I'm a striker and I'm getting smashed from behind all the time, then I'm thinking I'm gonna go short to go long. So I'll tell them and feel that. Make sure you dink over the top. Don't be playing it short because I'm getting smashed. So I'm going to come short to go long. But like you say, now, in about two hours' time, I'm going to be thinking, like you say, I'm going to be thinking, how can I get this ball without running? It's, it's just, it's, it's, it's what you do as you get older. It's like what you do as you learn. Everything's a learning process. So I'll try and work out the player I'm up against later on. Yeah. To see what, what he's put down. Within five minutes, I'll know straight away. <laughs> so I know I've got... Work. Sorry, I've got, I've got, I've got uh, two or three more questions. If you've got enough time yeah, yeah, for me, is that okay? Beautiful. Yeah. Um, so, 
You know, forget Wales. You know, forget that. That was rubbish. You know, you know, uh, in the sense of they should have called you up. Forget the Welsh national team. You know, the football, the FA. Forget the Welsh FA because I've seen photographic evidence of you playing for the England veteran side (laughs) and winning with the England veteran side. What was all that about? How did that come about? So, with the with the Harrogate, I play for Harrogate Vets. But the manager of Harrogate Vets does the England Vets. So he says, he's, even to this day, he's he's a bit sheepish when he's asking me, do you want to play for us? <laughs> so I say, I I want a goldfish, a whole fair, which makes me qualify. Because obviously the fish is English. Uh-huh. I can qualify. <laughs> My kids are English as well. So that qualifies as well. But no, it's so that's what that's what I, so he, when he asked me because he, he asked me to be he actually asked me to be captain and I said no my family will <laughs> back home my family will disown they nearly disowned me when I said because I said to my brothers right I said to my brothers I'm playing for Great Britain <laughs> Great Britain have asked me to because my brothers are proper patriotic right they proper love Wales. Like Olympic football, I went, yeah, I went, I'm playing for GB, veteran. <laughs> anyway, obviously, the picture, we've got an English flag, and I, so I, my brother's propped for me up, and he went, Jay, you play for England, not GB, and I went, oh, yeah, and he just put the phone down on me. And I'm like, do you know what I mean? It's like, that's how bad it is, man. that's how passionate the Welsh are. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm shocked, but when you think about it for a couple of seconds, it's your country, isn't it? You kind of, <laughs> you know, you would put the phone down. <laughs> but I'm, I'm yeah, but you probably want to credit. Just kidding. But, <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's it's thing is, I've lived in England since I was 24, mm-hmm. and then my kids are English. Do you know what I mean? So it's not, it's it's the one thing I will never do is put a Cardiff City top on. Right. Okay. <laughs> one thing I won't do is put a Cardiff City top on. That's that's the that's the final straw. That's the line you won't cross. That is, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. I get that. So, so but, yeah, like I said, I had good times in the the, the English, the Great Britain. Yeah, the Great Britain veteran. side. Yeah, yeah, the Great we, Britain we, veterans. Because we, uh, we we got some ex pros. Obviously, now it's just full of ex pros. But when I had my first game, it was only a couple of us ex pros. But he's made it. He's made it now where the the full team just ex pros. Go on, drop some names on us. Um, Andy, Andy Ezel Tile, Ezel right, Tyler. Okay. Uh, you got Barry Hales. Barry Hales. Yeah. Um, JJ Price. <laughs> <laughs> some big names. Uh, some Carl, really big names. Carl Monroe plays uh, with Macclesfield. Rod Thornton. He was Mac- he was Macclesfield at Altrincham. Um, Steve Jones played for Crew. Yeah, Crew. Yeah, he plays. Good player. Um, oh man, they're gonna kill me if they read this. I don't see the name out. Um, Steve Phillips, goalkeeper, Bristol Rovers, Bristol City. Yeah. So it's a yeah. big, it's 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 a growing squad. It's a big squad. Then as a, as as um, have you enjoyed it? Like, shall we say, are you gonna keep going back? Is that is is there a limit to veterans football, or is it just when you want to bow out? It's it's when you want to bow out really because you got you can only play so many players. I think it's three players from thirty eight to forty one. 
you have to play. Then you have to play four players from 41 to 45. Then you play three players, uh, 45 above, I think. Right, okay. So it's a three, three, four, my fingers then, three, four, three <laughs> players. So it's, 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 you're getting age group. There's yeah. a, a guy playing for Taiwan. They, they don't do any good in the thing. But I think he was 72. No. <laughs> he could run. He, mate, he was fit as a fiddle. He must be eating his fish every day. Raw fish every day. He must just live off raw fish. Amazing, amazing. The feats, the feats. He must have been for me. <laughs> well, anybody me now. Now, what I like to sign off by doing, uh, especially when I've got a guest who enjoys his PlayStation or his Xbox and a bit of gaming, is finish off by asking uh, a question about games. So, obviously, as somebody that has been involved in the FIFA games, the football manager games, have you ever played with yourself before? No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, my boy, my boy, actually. So I think I'm on, I'm up to FIFA 11. I think I'm on FIFA 11 or 12. And then, mm. but yeah, I used to, I used to play and just put my attributes up a little bit more than what they should have been, as you do. Mm-hmm. Like my boy does, my boy plays now. So he played with me in a team, but he, he plays himself in a team, Jaden Price, but his attributes are all 99. Ah, he Obviously, my attributes are like 34, 58. You know what I mean? So I'm rubbish. We've all done it. We've all done it. We've all put ourselves as some kind of super god on FIFA. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, he's, yeah, he, he plays 99. Everything is 99. I mean, like, yeah. You, you... To my question, to your question, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you would you would have been playing through games from a similar age as myself. So we've gone through PlayStation one, two, three, four. Can you just uh, reel off which one was your which one was your favorite? Which one have you spent the most time playing on? Which game was your and console? Was um, your three, wasn't it? PS three. What uh, game? Yeah. What's that? What game was it? Call of Duty, wasn't it? Ah. Uh, Is when you had the favela. When you had the favela. And high rise. Seriously, I was immense. Yeah, I was immense, mate. Yeah, I was. I was like now. I just camp because even my fingers are slow. Now. So I just camp. So my legs same are as slow. Football. My fingers are slow. Same as football. Yeah. You figuring it out. I not to run around as much. Hey, you're not wrong, right? The amount of times I'll just claymore. I'll claymore. <laughs> so I get the two claymores and I have to reload the claymore. The claymore perk. <laughs> so I reload my clips. So that's all you can use, like boom, and then 250 points come up, and I'm thinking, yes. <laughs> and then I'll run back to that place because I know that guy's cheesed off, so he's gonna come back for me. <laughs> I'll play for again. And then I did a boom. And then obviously, because you hear a split second of the person you've killed, you can hear it for a split second, can't it? Yeah. So I can hear him going, ah you bad. <laughs> and then it's like put another claymore down. Favela, best map ever. Yes. Favela. I'm in right in the middle. I'm claymoring everything. I know you only have two claymores, but I'm just claymoring everything, man. I'm just camping there. Just uh, the amount of times I'm going to chop, chop a helicopter. Unreal. Oh, mate. But now I've got to camp because I'm too slow with the fingers. That's, I mean, that's all I've ever done from day dot. <laughs> even, even the players on my team are running up to me and just shooting the bullets so they know where I am. Ah. 
They're trying to get me not to camp for their team, but I'm camping. So the guy <laughs> run out, run next to me, and he just starts shooting his gun. So the opposition know the enemy know where I am. Yeah, yeah, that's just dirty. That's just dirty tactics. That's just dirty tactics. Not having well, that. You got to be good at what you know. What I mean, you, you got to be good at what you are, what you do. So I, mm-hmm. I'm good at camping. Yeah, Claymore and camping. I'm, I'm unreal. Nobody beat me at that. Specialist, you know. That's what you should change your name am... to. <laughs> Campsville. <laughs> that's it. Under just your tag name, that'll do. Then they know what they're in for. <laughs> then they won't, they won't come and bother you. Then <laughs> I get, I get some nasty messages of foreign people. Of the foreigners, uh, people outside the UK, just yeah. trying to be camping, blah blah, starts with the sea. Yeah, like it's going to stop you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, JJ, Call of Duty is my life. Was my life. I'm football. Beautiful, beautiful. Call of Duty and football. I think that's a great place to end it. To be completely honest, pal. Oh, women. Oh yeah, just sneak that in right at the end. Yeah. <laughs> Just sandwich that one in there. Yeah, that's definitely a bombshell to finish on, like Jeremy Clarkson would say. <laughs> well, I just want to say, mate, thank you very much for your time. Um, it's been amazing talking to you. I really appreciate it. I'm sure all the listeners do as well. Just thank you very much, man. Yeah, no problem anytime. It's just, it's just trying to find time. Well, yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. You know, I know. I'm, I'm going to go. Yeah. go price the boiler job and then go to football. That's it. Ah, there you go. It never stops for you. It never stops. Price is pricing up. And that's what we're going to finish on at the end of the Blue Army. My logo. My logo. My logo is big hair, small prices. Nice. (laughs) And just in case anyone's in your local area, are you you around Harrogate, Wakefield? Do you just want to give out a little plug? Anywhere in Yorkshire, yeah. Anywhere in Yorkshire. Anywhere. Anywhere in Yorkshire. Big hair, little prices. Get on that. Get on, Jay. That's <laughs> yeah, mate. Sorry. I just thank you very much for all your time, mate. Thank you very much for, yeah, no for just letting me borrow you for a bit. Have a great night and um thanks very much, mate. See you next time, I guess. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, speak to you in a bit. Cheers, mate. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, thank you very much for listening to our conversation with Jason Price. Thank you very much to JJ, the man himself, Jason Price, for giving us a slice of his day and about an hour and a bit, actually. We went overtime. Uh, a bit there uh, didn't seem to mind at all as you heard he was quite happy to stick around answering questions a big apology to Craig Curran we didn't mean to forget you Craig I'll be honest in my head your timeline does not add match up with Jason's timeline for some reason in my head I feel like you were two years before Jason Price I don't really recognize Curran playing in the same squad as Francois Zoko but that was just me that was a brain fart and I do apologize to Craig Curran so that was the end of the episode Next week will be me and Wills. Wills will be back. I'm obviously sure you lot are all excited about that. We're going to talk Euros. We're going to talk transfers. We're going to talk departures and just any of the news that has came out of Brunton Park a month since the season has ended. There's been a fair bit going on, so I'm sure we'll have a fair bit to discuss. The week after that will be the first ever head-to-head with me and Liam Denwood from the Blue Army TV channel on YouTube. We're going head-to-head in a fantasy draft competition. So if you want to hear more about that, we'll tell you more about it next week. And then obviously in two weeks' time, you'll get that episode in your ears. All right, so... 
time to sign off and as we sign off we do like to give you a bit of locally sourced music this is the loud and local segment of the podcast and this week is a very good friend of mine little sago and his song copy and paste i really hope you guys enjoy it thank you very much for listening to the blue army podcast you can find us on all of your good social media pages by typing in the blue army podcast give us a like give us a comment give us something because we're desperate obviously no we're not really that desperate i'm just being silly anyway that's enough of me that's enough of my nonsense this is the sign off and this one more time is little sago with copy and paste Take it away, little Sago. Adding up the stacks while subtracting the haters. Cause if I'm bothered, then I'd be a time waster. Focus on my racks, focus on my paper. Hit her with the flavor, then the lightsaber. I ain't no Superman, I ain't trying to save her. Out on the madness, out like a raver. These little man, they love me so much that they gotta come around and copy and paste us. You can try it, you can try it, but no matter how much money you got, you can't buy it. If you wake up my dogs and the whole city right, you can show me you're a boss if you really want to try it. I'm just busy on my island, checking properties to buy and making moves on the silent with a pretty little team right beside it and her hips keep on winding. More importantly, she's smiling. This one coming nice, this one coming diamond. And I'ma put her on the carousel, loving all my caramel. She ain't wearing makeup, still she looking bad as hell. Love is making sense and it's got me feeling mad as hell, feeling like we're parallel. Yeah. Yeah, I love it, yeah, I love it Go and push it, go and push it We ain't got a rush it Got the magic line, baby Come over and rub it Cause when it's me and you I know the haters can't touch it Adding up the stacks While subtracting the haters Cause if I'm bothered Then I'd be a time waster Focus on my racks Focus on my paper Hit her with the flavour Then the lightsaber I ain't no Superman I ain't trying to save her Out on the madness Out like a raver These little man They love me so much That they gotta come around And copy and paste us Skin tone bright No melanin Got me looking cocaine white, no ketamine no Got the galley on the phone telling me she's on her own Only right that I go around the settling right. she, she, she want a wavy on repeat so I let her play it out Only if she let me be, turn it inside out Have it spraying ski ski, watch me pull up outside on a night beat beat Trying to make bands from the bando Took a couple L's, it's all part of the plan though Two step forwards, now one step back Man, we always gonna win when it's CA on the track you know who really got this He's just mad Cause the flow's mine and not his I don't really mind If I make a couple haters I just keep on winning Baby, watch me start that paper Adding up the stacks While subtracting the haters Cause if I'm bothered Then I'd be a time waster Focus on my racks Focus on my paper Hit her with the flavour Then the lightsaber I ain't no Superman I ain't trying to save her Out on the madness Out like a raver These little man They love me so much That they gotta come around And copy and paste us Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.